You know what this is, don't you? This is voodoo. Nonsensical research and experimentation. Witchcraft. You don't believe this, do you? The cult is full of superstition and mysticism. We're scientists. All this talk of scientific explanation. It's sinful, that's what it is. It's your imagination, I think. My imagination. It's not, I tell you. Here, I know what it is. It's here. Probably cursed. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of the Probably Cursed podcast. I am your host, Chris. And I am Cheryl. This podcast, we discuss person, places, events, historical stories, maybe even made-up stories. Who knows with the passage of history? And we feed them into our AI-powered curseometer to determine if these things, events, people, etc., we're cursed. There's a few different outcomes for each story, and we let our AI tell us what exactly happened with each. To introduce our first topic, we're going to be discussing William Lyon Mackenzie King, who was Canada's 10th Prime Minister, and his dealings with psychics. To calibrate our Lord Carnarvon cursometer, we're going to feed it some recent news. Let's dig in. And this will help our AI calibrate to the cursedness of these events and our future upcoming topic at the end of the episode here. So we're going to turn on the Lord Carnarvon cursometer. All right, entering in the first story. This is a story that Cheryl found from themirror.co.uk. Woman has sex with ghost every night for 20 years, but dumps him over his fangs. A woman has claimed she's been sleeping with a ghost for 20 years, but the relationship turned sour when she caught glimpse of the ghoul's terrifying face. Paula Flores says her relationship with the ghost started when she was younger and led to two decades of passionate nights together. She even went as far to claim that the spirit always initiated it, despite falling in love with the supernatural soul. The pairing soon turned cold when the woman saw the ghost's face, describing him as a large male figure with fangs and the face of a gargoyle. Paula then decided she didn't want any contact with him again. The woman from Colombia shared her romance on the TV show Sin Carreta on the state-owned channel Canal One, where she explained to the show's host, Juan Diego Alvira, how the relationship started. One day, I was lying down when I felt a hand move from my feet to my chest, and it was strange. I was scared. From that moment on, he started coming to me like a spirit to have sex with me, she claimed. She admitted to enjoying their steamy sessions every night until she got a glimpse of his face. She added, the last time I saw his face was when I didn't want to continue. Psychologist Martiza Montialegre claims Flores's case is not at all common, adding, in fact, demonic cases are extremely isolated. However, parapsychologist Jairo Urbex believes Flores's account is credible, adding that she was probably in a relationship with an incubus. Urbex explained an incubus is a demonic entity. It is a lower astral entity. They specialize in grabbing people and taking their energy. People were quick to chime in on Paula's experience as one local commented, it must have been a satanic spirit, while another jibed, tell her it was a neighbor with a sheet with holes. Meanwhile, another person joked, that spirit was no saint. Interested to see what the cursometer makes of this one? Mm -hmm. It sounds like 
she probably should have taken a look at his face before she let things progress any further. I guess if it was at night, though, it was probably pretty dark. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. It was like, there is an episode of Seinfeld where I believe it was Jerry. He was dating a girl who, based on the lighting she was in, looked like a horrible ghoul. But in every other lighting, she looked like a completely normal and like super attractive person. And he was debating whether or not to break up with her because of this. <laughs> well, that's the first story into the cursometer for calibration. Cheryl, you've got another story there. All right. This is from the Associated Press website. Bears raid a Krispy Kreme donut van making deliveries to an Alaska military base. This article is from September 18th, 2023. Joint Base Elmendorf, Richardson, Alaska. Two bears on an Alaskan military base raided a Krispy Kreme donut van that was stopped outside a convenience store during its delivery route. The driver usually left his door open when he stopped at the store, but this time a sow and one of her cubs that loitered nearby sauntered inside, and they stayed in there for probably 20 minutes Tuesday morning. The bears chomped on donut holes and other pastries, ignoring the banging on the side of the van that was aimed at shooing them away, says Dino. I was beating on the van, and they're not moving. I could hear them breaking open packages and everything, and it was like they didn't even care. When the bears couldn't be roused, base security was called. Sounded sirens meant to scare the bear away, she said. The bears eventually came out and wandered in front of the convenience store before heading into the woods. It's not unusual to see bears on the base around the store, but nothing like this has ever happened before. Nino added that the delivery driver now closes his door when he stops at the shop. Mm -hmm. We're cautious when we come in. When we take out the garbage, we do it in pairs, especially if it's dark. Captain Lexi Smith said authorities on base are aware of this and other kind of wildlife situations throughout the past several years. We urge the public to use caution to ensure that we are protecting our wildlife and ourselves. Wildlife may be our neighbor, but we shouldn't be attracting them to human food sources, she said by email. This is good news for those bears. I mean, it's probably good news for the military, too. They really don't need to be eating that many donuts. It's true. <laughs> Besides which, like, I don't know how many boxes of donuts it doesn't say, but I would assume that after a certain space of time, they'd go stale. So they're shipping out a whole day's worth of donuts. I guess they're still good. Yeah. And you know how, like, our dog, Freddy, whenever one of us comes home with the car, he immediately picks up on the noise mm -hmm. of the sound of the engine from, like, two blocks away. These bears are going to know the engine of that crispy tr cream truck mm -hmm. from now on. Hopefully none of them got any chocolate donuts because that would be a sad day for those bears. Hmm. How how poisonous is chocolate to bears, do you think? Um, you know what? I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to look that up. Yeah. It's likely happened. Yeah? Like a lot of campers out there with s'more supplies. Bears probably wandered up and helped himself. That is true. We'll feed this one into the Lord Carnarvon persometer as well. Mm-hmm. Weep, 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 weep. And we will give it one more story here. So this last story is from December of last year, also from the Daily Mail. Blind psychic Baba Vanga, who previously predicted 2022 droughts and 9-11, warned we could expect a nuclear explosion and bioweapon tests on humans in 2023. We are recording this mid-October, so we've got some time for these predictions to come true. A blind psychic who correctly predicted the 9-11 attacks and claimed cities would face water shortages from droughts in 2022 claimed that we can expect bioweapons tests next year. 
known as the Nostradamus of the Balkans, Baba Vanga, who died 25 years ago in 1996, made five terrifying prophecies for 2023 before her death. The Bulgarian mystic, who left predictions for every Europe until 5079. <laughs> Good lord, that must be like a huge book or diary. To be honest, though, it's nice to know it's going to be around that long. That's true. <laughs> yeah, like if everyone's going to die in 2023, you don't need to write anything more for 2024. Nope. Unless you're counting on alien anthropologists deciphering our language, and then she turns out she has predictions for them. Mm-hmm. Which would be creepy. <laughs> so yeah, who left predictions for every year up until 5079, envisaged disastrous solar storms, bioweapons testing on humans, Earth's orbit to shift, a nuclear explosion, and an end to natural births in 2023. <laughs> She's only got a few months left before the natural births needs to stop. It's going to be hell of a Christmas season. <laughs> Venga predicted that a big country will carry out bioweapon studies on humans, probably Australia, which would result in the deaths of thousands of people. However, the Biological Weapons Convention of the United Nations bans these types of experiments from being carried out. Baba, who correctly predicted the Chernobyl disaster, also warned of a potential nuclear power plant explosion in 2023. This eerie prediction comes as world leaders worry about a nuclear disaster in Ukraine. Just last month, powerful explosions shook the area around Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, with the UN's atomic energy chief calling the Russian war on Ukraine extremely disturbing. That's a bit of an understatement. Mm -hmm. Baba also predicted that next year the Earth would experience a change in its orbit somehow, although the details of such were not given. The arrival of a solar storm of a magnitude never before witnessed on planet Earth is another terrifying prophecy. So that would mean some pretty good northern lights. Mm -hmm. Maybe even the kind we can see in the daytime. Mm -hmm. Solar storms could cause mass blackouts and communications breakdowns, causing a slew of problems. Solar storms occur when a burst of energy is released from the sun, sending electrical charges, magnetic fields, and radiation hurtling towards the Earth. Another frightening prediction is that natural human births will be prohibited by governments. Oh, I thought it was like going to turn out to be a uh, children of men type scenario where babies just stop being a thing. I mean, it's not... It's we're never going to have births prohibited here in Canada. Our population would drop so fast. Mm -hmm. We're already dropping so fast in population. I wonder like, <laughs> why she considered this would be a thing. I don't know. The outlandish scenario would occur when government officials allegedly push for the lab-grown production of all human life and restrict natural births. So factory assembly line babies from now on. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I hope that doesn't mean we have to become mandatory parents to a clone baby. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> Leaders and medical experts who would be able to decide who is born while parents would be able to customize their traits and appearance, like hair color and eye color. She previously warned that large cities would face drought due to rising temperatures in 2022. The prediction appeared to have some weight to it, because earlier this year, it was reported that Kent residents were issued a water warning for essential use only. Wait, um, so just one city was issued a, a 
book in kent in kent which is in the uk yeah so one county i suppose so oh okay that's a sign that there's she predicted it how did she know Somewhere on Earth, there would be a drought, a drought yeah. during the year. All right. However, some of her other predictions for 2022 have not stood up so far after she claimed the world would see terrifying events, including deadly tsunamis and another pandemic. I guess we did have monkeypox for a spell there. Yeah, very short spell of time. She did predict foreseeing an illness for Trump, which he did get covid yeah. And an assassination attempt against Putin, which he probably might be true. Yeah, if it was true, he would cover it up. So we mm. have no way of knowing. I'm sure there's Ukrainians plotting it right now. Mm-hmm. She also predicted a European economic collapse, which seems to slowly be happening. I don't know. I mean, the economic, the economy's kind of in a slump everywhere. Yes. 2018, she predicted the rise of China, that they would become the next great superpower and a new form of energy would emerge on Venus. Well, part of that, I guess, is true. (laughs) No word from Venus yet. No. I mean, it might have emerged there, but no one's there to see it. No. New power emerges on Venus and it doesn't make a sound. 2017 was going to be the end of America. Oh, the America's 44th president would be the last one. I remember my coworkers talking to me about this and saying it was likely to become true here's the thing that's funny to me is she predicted that he would be the last one but then how did she predict in 2019 that trump and putin would have covid Uh, yeah like like how can the i'm confused i think their followers are starting to make up information Something's a little screwy here. <laughs> she also predicted the end of Europe in 2016, the year that Europe would cease to exist, making a dire prediction of empty spaces and wasteland nearly devoid of any form of life, which Europe's still around. Cheryl and I were there earlier this year. The article itself makes some connections with the Brexit situation, but saying that Europe would cease to exist was... Kind of an extreme interpretation of Brexit rattling Europe. I guess. I mean, they're all still there. And there is forms of life everywhere. Mm -hmm. We saw them. Mm -hmm. Here's my favorite one. She even terrifyingly once claimed in a 1979 interview that Russia was to dominate the world with the President Vladimir Putin to become Lord of the World. I bet it does say that uh, on all the stationery <laughs> now. Probably. Probably in Russian. Mm-hmm. And uh, article wraps up here. It says, Vanga grew up on a farm in what is now Macedonia and became blind after being dragged into a tornado when she was young, with believers saying this freak accident was what gave her second sight, which is kind of horrifying to think about. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining that scene from Paranormal Activity where the woman gets dragged out of bed in the middle of the night. And she's the only one dragged into the tornado. Everyone else is sort of standing around watching it happen mm-hmm. with horrified eyes. Yeah, I I can imagine that actually happening. Also, did the tornado suck her eyes out? Or <laughs> did she get stabbed in the eye with things while she was whirling around inside the tornado? Yeah. It left her, it took two of her eyes and only left her with her third eye. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I believe that's enough data for the cursometer. We will wait for it to spit out the results here and activate. Please stand by. So the woman who broke up with her ghost husband or ghost boyfriend, the cursometer says she's probably blessed. <laughs> no one wants to be in a relationship with a succubus. It's true. Even if they got fangs, mm -hmm. even if they're, I mean, maybe it's the gargoyle part, which probably saves her. Like, what if it was a real handsome face? Like, what if it was a fanged... Edward. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight all over again. What if it was just Edward from Twilight? Uh-huh. She'd probably have much different feelings that about this. True. And the results for the bears breaking into the Krispy Kreme mobile. The bear's results came back as probably blessed. I think it's safe to say that the military just didn't need all those donuts. Yep. Military didn't need those donuts. The bears got a donut blessing mm -hmm. from bear god. They'll, they'll come back next year when they are trying to fatten up for the winter and steal even more donuts. Oh, yeah. They're going to be unstoppable. Mm -hmm. They've got a taste for Krispy Kreme now. <laughs> And for the final story about the blind psychic who is predicting various things for the next, what was it, like 3,000 years? Yes. Looks like the results are probably cursed. To be honest, she's dead and she's still having predictions spew out into the world. So, yeah, that's definitely cursed. And in like this day and age where people kind of continue to believe the unproven and oftentimes wrong words of a person long dead doesn't bode well for the future mm -hmm. so it might be affecting people's lives right now who are predicting the next nuclear war or that the government has decided that you guys don't need to make babies we got baby making covered from now on to be honest i'm okay with that <laughs> maybe you just get it like in a box in the mail it's uh -huh. like you've received your new government distributed baby here are the care instructions. So for those of you who are hoping to have children, get on it now before the government takes away your right. I mean, it sounds like she was predicting you get to like pick the features of your baby. Kind of. I think she had said something about the government being able to decide who ch had children and who didn't. Mm -hmm. So you don't know if you'd be one of the people picked to have children or not. So if you're planning for kids next year, because this is slated to happen in the next couple months, mm -hmm. maybe write a nice flattering note to your member of parliament. Tell your president you love them, and maybe they'll get you up on the list. That's right. Points, bonus points if you write to them and say, please do not take away my rights to have children. <laughs> <laughs> or have just your baby order. Mm -hmm. Like, I would like one child, half freckles, half no freckles. <laughs> Green eyes, brown hair, green skin. Mm -hmm. A reptilian. Now that we have properly calibrated the cursometer, it's now time for the probably cursed museum segment. Cheryl and I have traveled far and wide, visiting small towns, antique stores, thrift shops, estate sales, and have curated a respectable collection of haunting, creepy, and probably cursed items. Now, with every episode we release, one of our probably cursed artifacts becomes available for you to purchase for your very self as a way for you to help us support our podcast and help us reach our future goal of opening an 
physical, real-life, probably cursed museum. Mm-hmm. Today we are releasing artifact number one. You can view it on our Probably Cursed store on Etsy or on Instagram. Just search for Probably Cursed and we should probably come up. (laughs) Since this is an audio format, I'll describe the first artifact for our listeners. It's what is called a shuttered mirror. It's a small mirror, comes in an ornately carved wooden frame, and it has little wooden doors that enclose the mirror entirely, so when it's shut, you don't see the mirror. The mirror is just totally boxed in. The wood doors and frame are painted black and covered in little ornate metal embellishments. Cheryl and I discovered this hidden in the back clearance room of our local old Strathcona Antique Mall. I've tried to determine the origin of the mirror and have not come up with much. I would say the design on it does look kind of Indonesian. Perhaps. Yeah, I would say so. I wasn't familiar with shuttered mirrors at all before, and it looks like, I don't know what you call it, an invention, a design, a knickknack for your home. It doesn't come from like a central point. Looks like cultures around the world have all produced their own shuttered mirrors for home use, mm-hmm. various uses. I did look into like why does it have doors in it? And part of the reasons that I found is that if you're in a small enclosed space that moves around a lot, it's to protect your mirror from becoming broken and from something falling on it during travel. Ooh, like a caravan. Yeah. Nice. I asked ChatGPT what it might be for, and it said it might be to help people who are struggling with vanity to (laughs) close off their mirror. I don't know. I like the other answer that they gave you, the one where it apologized to you because it made up an answer about ghosts escaping during lightning storms. It's true. (laughs) So I had asked, what were the superstitious reasons for wanting to cover a mirror? And one of them was that, so one of the things that people have said about mirrors is it can become a portal for spirits to enter into your home. Mm -hmm. So you should cover them. And it conflated that with, it decided that because mirrors have metal in them, and it used to be believed that metal could attract lightning, that it would make the mirrors more powerful. At which point I thought I would have heard about this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I asked ChatGPT to provide resources and or provide its sources on that information. And it apologized to me. Or saying that it doesn't have any concrete source on that. Here to hear first, AI is predicting that if you don't cover your mirrors, ghosts will come through in lightning storms. It's true. It can't tell us why it knows. It's just, <laughs> it just knows. It just needs us to know that's what can happen. So yeah, other reasons I'd found Jewish traditions, they cover a mirror until after a funeral in case the spirit of the deceased becomes confused or trapped inside the mirror. The Chinese believe that mirrors can direct energy in their feng shui tradition, so it might be more worthwhile to cover it if you have to have your mirror in one particular place. Mm-hmm. Some superstitions believe a mirror can become portal or doorway, so this is like where traditions like Bloody Mary come from. But despite its mysterious origins and functions, Cheryl and I, it just appeared strange and beautiful and a little bit ominous. It made it a perfect addition to the Probably Cursed Museum. You'll be also happy to know, Cheryl, I conducted some animal testing with it. Nice. 
I carried the mirror around the house to all three of our pets to gauge their reactions. <laughs> I filmed it, so I'll put it on our social media at the time of this episode releases. And I'll have to say, the dog was very interested. The rabbit couldn't really be bothered to look at it at all. That's fair. She was just too busy eating. And the bird got spooked and flew away. Oh, well, the bird normally likes mirrors, so that's probably a bad sign. It's true. So one out of three animals predict it's... Because I want to test on animal because of their ability to sense evil. And so one out of three animals sense evil mm-hmm. in this mirror. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to add artifact number one, this little mirror, to your own personal collection, head on to our Etsy store. Shares the name of this podcast, Probably Cursed, where it'll be up for sale there, along with various other goodies and upcycled artworks that yours truly has made. They're on there as well. Now that the shopping portion of our podcast has concluded, it's time to address our Probably Cursed topic of the month. So William Lyon Mackenzie King was Canada's 10th Prime Minister, and he was in power for three consecutive terms, which spanned from 1921 to 1948, making him Canada's longest-serving Prime Minister to date. He was born in Berlin, Ontario, which is now technically Kitchener, Ontario, on December 17th, 1874, and died on July 22nd, 1950. At the age of 75... Ooh, ripe old age. Yeah. In Kingsmere, Quebec. A little bit more information on Prime Minister Mackenzie King. He was part of the Liberal Party, though some might say he was a bit too liberal in his ideas and his actions, especially when surrounding the occult. Only a few weeks after his death, Mackenzie King's friend exposed his occult dealings to the world. The article made the front page of the Psychic News. His friend, the Duchess of Hamilton, noted that Mackenzie King only spoke to reputable mediums, in quotations. Mackenzie King kept his dealings with the dead mostly secret from the public, although occasionally he would let slip that he had been conversing with dead politicians. In a book from historian Alan Levine titled King William Lyon Mackenzie King, Life Guided by the Hand of Destiny, Levine wrote that Mackenzie King consulted with mediums on a regular basis, looking for a way to communicate with the dead and to contact such spirits as Leonardo da Vinci, Wilfrid Laurier, which was another one of Canada's prime ministers, Theodore Roosevelt, and his dead mother, Isabel Grace King. This led to him acquiring several nicknames, including Weird Willie hmm. and the Dingbat in the Canadian Belfry. Now, which one of those two nicknames do you think he preferred? <laughs> I mean, Weird Willie's kind of catchy. That's true. <laughs> At least two books were written about his dealings with the occult. Sometime in the 1970s, his personal diaries were leaked and revealed him to be a man who enjoyed the company of hookers. Had a close relationship with his dog, Pat, the first. Just so you're aware, he had three dogs all named Pat. <laughs> you know, it saves you on new tags, new dog bowls. They're also all Irish Terriers. He was trying to clone his dog. Now, did he know or was his wife just getting him new dogs every time the old one passed? And he thought it was the same dog. So fun fact, I can't find any record that he was ever married. Oh, he's just a bachelor. Just a bachelor. With a series of pats. Yep, series of pats and hookers. (laughs) I will also say that, you know, people in charge historically have made laws that benefited their own lives and lifestyles. And it's weird that 
for how many politicians have been in trouble with spending time with ladies of the night in hookers, prostitution's never been legalized. Mm Mm-hmm. This is true. So I found articles that noted that including consulting the dead spirits, Kenzie King may have also consulted with Pat the First on political matters. In addition to these diaries, they exposed Mackenzie King as a man who conducted seances and table wrapping sessions. With one article, I even found noting that he found like formations in his shaving cream that he took as signs from the beyond. He believed in numerology, palm reading, and tea leaf reading. I assume this shaving cream is sort of a variation of that thing on The Simpsons where Lisa had the girls slumber party where they were dropping wax into the water to see what their future husband would be. Pretty close. Although the description that they give, I'll be reading it here in a second. I don't know how you see all these things in your shaving cream. My experience with shaving cream, I suppose, would be different than shaving cream from the 1940s, but I've never seen any strange images in my shaving cream. Mm. Shaving cream. So in Alan Levine's book, it was noted that on January 20th, 1948, Mackenzie King observed in his morning shaving cream lather the symbols of the Cold War, a bear and an eagle. The bear seemed to be crushing the eagle, and then the dog which he took to be Britain or maybe Canada, appeared and assisted the eagle by crushing the bear from on top of the eagle's wings. I gotta say, I find it suspicious as our prime minister. He couldn't decide which animal was Canada. I know. I I don't know why he thought Canada would have been a dog. British has the bulldog. Yeah. What does Canada have? Canada goose. Canada goose. (laughs) Mackenzie King also predicted the death of one of his dogs. His watch fell on the floor and it stopped at 4.20 a.m. He heard a voice stating that his dog would die within 24 hours. And then later that night, his dog Pat, which, hello, they're all named Pat, crawled into bed and died at 4.20 a.m. Ah, poor pupper. Was William Lyon, Mackenzie King, really talking to the dead and having visions? Or was he just the dingbat everyone now thinks he was? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, I don't know if I would want a voice appear to me in the middle of the night tell me my pet's going to die in the next 24 hours. I mean, usually when that happens for me, it's an intrusive thought and I just ignore it. And guess what? Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many times did that occur to him? Uh-huh. Yeah. How many times prior to that point did he just kind of have premonitions or whatever that he thought something was going to happen and then nothing happened? Yeah. I mean, if it was like the one and only time, I'd probably take the day off of work, mm-hmm. spend time mm-hmm. with the pet. Yeah. I mean, you get a good clear sign like that. You got to take it. I also want to point out that was 4.20 a.m. I don't know if that's a reference to drugs or not, but it feels like he may have been on drugs when that prediction came to him. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they did have weed for like a long time. And I think at that time it hadn't been fully outlawed yet. So maybe he was 4.20 blazing it mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. just before the beginning of his day. Mm-hmm. That's a weird time of night anyway. <laughs> I'd also like to know who the reputable psychics were. I feel like, are there such thing as reputable psychics? Yeah, like there's probably like the big name psychics. Like uh, who's the one that always comes up around that time? Madame Blavatsky. Yeah, or the Fox sisters. Or the Fox sisters. Edgar Casey, maybe? Yeah. I might be off on my timing of psychics. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know what makes them reputable. The Duchess seemed to have her sources, but I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. 
Now let's see if the former prime minister's ability to talk to his dead wife, dead mother, his dead mother, his dead dogs was probably cursed or otherwise. We will feed our topic into the cursometer here and we'll see what the results are. Please stand by. And it turns out the real curse is people. <laughs> the influence of other people. Do you think that just refers to the psychics he was talking to himself? I think so. The other thing is that like he was looking for things and signs and anyone who's ever, I don't know, tried looking for signs of something will know that they'll find those signs if they're looking for them. So I think he did it to himself. Yeah, that's true. Probably... I don't know, maybe you should have consulted a friend on this. Maybe yeah. revealed what he was writing into his diary to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, so his, a bit more information, his diaries were eventually released to the public and a lot of the stuff in there, well, not a lot, but some of the stuff was redacted. So he picked and chose what things he wanted released to the public. So some of that information we may never know. Mm. He actually wrote it into his will saying that certain parts of his diary would be released to the public. So somewhere it's sitting on the shelves probably of Parliament Hill in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. All of his diaries with redacted information. Our current Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, might mm-hmm. have the full unedited copy. Mm-hmm. He's going through it. That's right. Becoming more powerful. <laughs> So at the time, yeah, uh, former world leaders consulting with psychics, sort of common, you know, it happened more often than not. I bet it still happens, they just don't talk about it. Like, shoot, who is the most recent? Uh, One of the first ladies of the United States did believe greatly in psychics. I know Abraham Lincoln's wife did. Yeah, and... Okay, looking up Vice's article, The First Ladies Who Brought the Occult to the White House, Nancy Reagan was one of them. Nice, well done. So in the 1996 book, The Choice, How Bill Clinton Won, author Bob Woodward, no stranger to a good scandal, wrote that the former First Lady communicated with Eleanor Roosevelt and Mahatma Gandhi during her husband's term. Though not Jesus, as that would have been according to Woodward's retelling too personal. I'm looking at another article online, and uh, although Eleanor Roosevelt may have been involved in some psychic stuff, it actually looks like Franklin Roosevelt himself, the president, was receiving guidance from psychic readings during World War II. Yeah. (laughs) It must be how the U.S. won. I guess so. The famous clairvoyant he used was named Jeannie Dixon. Jeannie Dixon. Mm -hmm. I dream of Jeannie. (laughs) We also have Richard Nixon. Oh, Richard Nixon also consulted with Jeannie Dixon. Interesting. Yeah. She got around. She she was the president's psychic. I wonder who Trump's psychic was. I don't think he believes in psychic. Or maybe since he's a TV personality, he had a TV psychic on there with him. Like, I think Sylvia Brown's gone now, but maybe uh, Miss Cleo from those late night infomercials back in the day. Yeah. Oh, there's a new celebrity psychic. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but got his own TLC show. (laughs) All I can think of is John Edwards. Uh, No. He must still be around. Maybe. Maybe he's Biden's psychic. Oh, yeah. Well, there's also Teresa Caputo. Wait, is that the one with the hair? That's Yeah, the Long Island medium. (laughs) The most bizarre hair I've ever heard of or seen. The other one is... 
Tyler Henry, who is known as the Hollywood medium. He was born in 1996, if you want to feel old. Oh, wow. He's a baby. He was born when I was 11 years old. Yeah. He's got his own show on Netflix called Life After Death. I definitely haven't reached that amount of fame yet. (laughs) Only I was a psychic baby born Mm -hmm. in 1996. (laughs) Sydney, shout out to our other podcast host from I Went Outside Today. Get on it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the podcast where we make our third co-host on that podcast go out and do things. We've already made her do a psychic investigation course once. We could set her to a few more courses mm-hmm. and then get ourselves shoehorned into a TLC show. Mm-hmm. But only a psychic will know if that comes to pass. Who knows if TV will even be around. Maybe it'll just be a Netflix special. I mean, if the nuclear holocaust happens and all those other things that the Baba Vanga was predicting, we we won't have TV. Do you think we should wrap this up? I think so. So, yep. Tune in to us. Subscribe wherever you get our pods. You'll be able to listen to us on the last day of every month. Also, make sure you check out our other podcast, I Went Outside Today, which is released on the 13th of every month. I'll say looking forward to bringing you our next topic at the end of November. I won't say much about it other than it involves some hairy hands. And that's probably enough to give away what the episode's about. But if you can't figure it out, wait till next month. This is one of your hosts, Chris, signing off. This is Cheryl. Thanks for joining us.